0: Le'olam va'ed. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpachah. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. When you turn on the news, there's a lot of bad news going on right now in our world. Take a break from the news and listen to the good news of the gospel of Yeshua. This is an excellent time to be listening to the word of God. It renews our mind, refreshes our spirit, and lifts us up. This is a time to be still, to be quiet, and to rest in the Lord and trust him, as it is written in Psalm 131, 1-3. Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor my eyes lofty. Neither do I concern myself with great matters, nor with things too profound for me. Surely I have calmed and quieted my soul. Like a weaned child with his mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, hope in the Lord, from this time forth and forever. I want to put DailyAudioTorah.com front and center on your Radar Scope. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Bred Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion for the week, Yom Teruah and Yom Kippur. Our reading this week will focus on the Fall Feasts. Leviticus 16, 16-34 Thus he shall purge the shrine of the uncleanness and transgression of the Israelites, whatever their sins. And he shall do the same for the tent of meeting, which abides with them in the midst of their uncleanness. When he goes in to make expiation in the shrine, nobody else shall be in the tent of meeting until he comes out. When he has made expiation for himself and his household and for the whole congregation of Israel, He shall go out to the mitzvah that is before Hashem, and purge it. He shall take some of the blood of the bull and of the goat, and apply it to each of the horns of the mitzvah. And the rest of the blood he shall sprinkle on it with his fingers seven times. Thus he shall cleanse it of the uncleanness of the Israelites, and consecrate it. When he has finished purging the shrine, the tent of meeting, and the mitzvah, the live goat shall be brought forward. Aaron shall lay both his hands upon the head of the live goat and confess over it all the iniquities and transgressions of the Israelites, whatever their sins, putting them on the head of the goat, and it shall be sent off to the wilderness through a designated man. Thus the goat shall carry on it all the iniquities to an inaccessible region, and the goat shall be set free in the wilderness." And Aaron shall go into the tent of meeting, take off the linen vestments that he put on when he entered the shrine, and leave them there. He shall bathe his body in water in the holy precinct, and put on his vestments. Then he shall come out and offer his burnt offering and the burnt offering of the people, making expiation for himself and for the people. The fat of the sin offering he shall turn into smoke on the mitzvah. He who set the Azazel goat free shall wash his clothes and bathe his body in water. After that, he may re-enter the camp. The bull of sin offering and the goat of sin offering, whose blood was brought in to purge the shrine, shall be taken outside the camp, and their hides, flesh, and dung shall be consumed in fire. He who burned them shall wash his clothes and bathe his body in water. After that he may re-enter the camp. And this shall be to you a law for all time. In the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you shall practice self-denial, and you shall do no manner of work, neither the citizen nor the alien who resides among you. For on this day atonement shall be made for you to cleanse you of all your sins. You shall be clean before Hashem. It shall be a Shabbat, of complete rest for you, and you shall practice self-denial. It is a law for all time. The Kohen who has been anointed and ordained to serve as Kohen in place of his father shall make expiation. He shall put on the linen vestments, the sacral vestments. He shall purge the innermost shrine. He shall purge the tent of meeting and the mitzvah, the altar, and he shall make expiation for the Kohanim, and for all the people of the congregation. This shall be to you a law for all time, to make atonement for the Israelites for all their sins once a year. And Moses did as Hashem had commanded him. Isaiah 15, 1 to eighteen seven. The Moab pronouncement. Ah, in the night Ar was sacked, Moab was ruined. Ah, In the night, Kir was sacked, Moab was ruined. He went up to the temple to weep. Dibon went to the outdoor shrines. Over Nebo and Mediba, Moab is wailing. On every head is baldness, every beard is shorn. In its streets they are girt with sackcloth. On its roofs, in its squares, everyone is wailing, streaming with tears. Heshbon and Alela cry out. Their voice carries to Jahaz, Therefore, the shock troops of Moab shout, His body is convulsed. My heart cries out from Moab. His fugitives flee down to Zoar, to Shalishia, For the ascent of Luhith, they ascend with weeping. On the road to Horoneum, they raise a cry of anguish. Ah, the waters of Nimrim are become a desolation. The grass is sere, the herbage is gone, vegetation is vanished. Therefore, the gains they have made, and their stores, they carried to the wadi of willows. Ah, the cry has compassed the country of Moab, all the way to Eglam her wailing, even at Beer Elam her wailing. Ah, the waters of demon are full of blood, for I pour added water on Dimon. I drench it from Moab's refugees with soil for its remnant. Dispatch as messenger the ruler of the land from Selah in the wilderness to the Mount of Fair Zion. Like fugitive birds, like nestlings driven away, Moab's villagers linger by the fords of the Arnon. Give advice. Offer counsel. At high noon, make your shadow like night. Conceal the outcasts. Betray not the fugitives. Let Moab's outcasts find asylum in you. Be a shelter for them against the despoiler. For violence has vanished, rapine is ended, and the marauders have perished from this land. And a throne shall be established in goodness in the tent of David, and on it shall sit in faithfulness a ruler devoted to justice and zealous for equity. We have heard of Moab's pride. Most haughty is he, of his pride and haughtiness and arrogance, and of the iniquity. Ah, let Moab howl, let all in Moab howl. For the raisin cakes of Kir Haraseth you shall moan most pitifully. The vineyards of Heshbon are withered, and the vines of Sibma, their tendrils spread to Baal-Goim, and reached to Jazer, and strayed to the desert. Their shoots spread out and crossed the sea. Therefore, as I weep for Jazer, so I weep for Sibma's vines. O Heshbon and Alela, I drench you with my tears. Ended are the shouts over your fig and grain harvests. Rejoicing and gladness are gone from the farmland. In the vineyards no shouting or cheering is heard. No more does the treader tread wine in the presses. The shouts have been silenced. Therefore, like a liar, my heart moans for Moab, and my very soul for Kir-Hiris. And when it has become apparent that Moab has gained nothing in the outdoor shrine, he shall come to pray in his temple, but to no avail. That is the word that Hashem spoke concerning Moab long ago. And now Hashem has spoken in three years, fixed like the years of a hired laborer, Moab's population with all its huge multitude shall shrink. Only a remnant shall be left of no consequence. The Damascus pronouncement. Behold, Damascus shall cease to be a city. It shall become a heap of ruins. The towns of Aurora shall be deserted. They shall be a place for flocks to lie down with none disturbing. Fortresses shall cease from Ephraim, and sovereignty from Damascus. The remnant of Aram shall become like the mass of Israelites, declares the Lord of hosts. In that day, the mass of Jacob shall dwindle, and the fatness of his body shall become lean. After being like the standing grain he harvested by the reaper, who reaps ears by the armful, he shall be like the ears that are gleaned in the valley of Rephaim. Only gleaning shall be left of him. And when one beats an olive tree, two berries or three on the topmost branch, four or five on the boughs of the crown, declares Hashem, the God of Israel. In that day, men shall turn to their maker. Their eyes look to the Holy One of Israel. They shall not turn to the altars that their own hands made, or look to the sacred posts and incense stands that their own fingers wrought. In that day their fortress cities shall be like the deserted sites which the Horesh and the Amir abandoned because of the Israelites, and there shall be desolation. Truly, you who have forgotten the God who saves you and have not remembered the rock who shelters you, that is why, though you plant a delightful sapling, what you sow proves a disappointing slip. On the day that you plant, you see it grow. On the morning you sow, you see it bud. But the branches wither away on a day of sickness and mortal agony. Ah, the roar of many peoples that roar as roars the sea, the rage of nations that rage as rage the mighty waters, nations raging like massive waters. But he shouts at them, and they flee far away, driven like chaff before winds in the hills and like tumbleweed before a gale. At eventide lo terror by morning it is no more such is the lot of our spoilers the portion of them that plunder us ah land in the deep shadow of wings beyond the rivers of nubia go swift messengers to a nation far and remote to a people thrust forth and away a nation of gibber and chatter whose land is cut off by streams which sends out envoys by sea in papyrus vessels upon the water say this all you who live in the world and inhabit the earth when a flag is raised in the hills take note when a shofar is blown give heed for thus says hashem to me i rest calm and confident in my habitation like a scorching heat upon sprouts like a rain-cloud in the heat of re- reaping-time For before the harvest yet after the budding when the blossom has hardened into berries he will trim away the twigs with pruning hooks and lop off the trailing branches they shall all be left to the kites of the hills and to the beasts of the earth the kites shall summer on them and all the beasts of the earth shall winter on them in that time tribute shall be brought to the lord of hosts from a people far and remote, from a people thrust forth and away, a nation of gibber and chatter, whose land is cut off by streams, at the place where the name of the Lord of hosts abides, at Mount Zion. Galatians 1, 1 1-24. Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man but by yeshua hamashiach and god the father who raised him from the dead and to all the brethren which are with me to the churches of galatia grace be to you and peace from god the father and from our lord yeshua who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of god and our father to whom be glory forever and ever amen i marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Yeshua to another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Yeshua. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you other than what we have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men, or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Yeshua. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Yeshua for you have heard of my conversation in time past in the Jews religion how that beyond measure I persecuted the Church of God and wasted it and profited in the Jews religion above many my equals in my own nation being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my fathers but When it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by His grace to reveal His Son in me, that I might preach Him among the heathen, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. Neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me. But I went into Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. Then, after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and abode with him fifteen days. But other of the apostles saw I none, save James the Lord's brother. Now the things which I write to you, behold, before God I lie not. Afterwards I came into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and was unknown by face unto the churches of Judea which were in Christ. But they had heard only that he which persecuted us in times past, now preaches the faith which once he destroyed. And they glorified God in me. Psalm 58, 1-11 Do you indeed speak righteousness, O congregation? Do you judge uprightly, O you sons of men? Yea, in heart you work wickedness, you weigh the violence of your hands in the earth. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they be born, speaking lies. Their poison is like the poison of a serpent. They are like the dead adder that stops her ear, which will not hearken to the voice of charmers, charming never so wisely. Break their teeth, O God, in their mouth. Break out the great teeth of the young lions, O God. Let them melt away as waters, which run continually when he bends his bow to shoot his arrows. Let them be as cut in pieces, as a snail which melts. Let every one of them pass away like the untimely birth of a woman, that they may not see the sun. Before your pots can feel the thorns, he shall take them away as with a whirlwind, both living and in his wrath. The righteous shall rejoice, When he sees the vengeance, he shall wash his feet in the blood of the wicked, so that a man shall say, Verily, there is a reward for the righteous. Verily, he is a God that judges in the earth. Proverbs 23, 12 Apply your heart unto instruction and your ears to the words of knowledge. I want to speak to you today from our Torah portion, and then we're going to jump into Isaiah 15 through 18. So in Leviticus chapter 16, we have been looking at what the protocol was for the Day of Atonement. And in Leviticus 16 verses 30 and 31, it is written, For on this day, atonement shall be made for you to cleanse you of all your sins. You shall be clean before Hashem. It shall be a Shabbat of complete rest for you, and you shall practice self-denial. It is a law for all time. So, this year, the fall feasts are coming up, and... According to the calendar that I follow, um, it is the Monte Judah calendar, and there are a number of different calendars out there. There's the Jewish calendar, there's the Dark Moon calendar, the Sliver Moon calendar, there's a number of different calendars, and I just recommend that you follow the calendar of whatever fellowship that you are fellowshipping with, whoever the leader is, be in unity, be in one accord, and follow that calendar. So this year, the Feast of Trumpets, also known as Rosh Hashanah, begins at sundown on September the 18th and goes into September the 19th. Then we have the 10 days of awe, and this is a time for us to do introspection and reflection and personal repentance, because now the courts of heaven is in session. The judge of the universe is having court and we want to come before him with clean hands and a pure heart. The day of atonement begins 10 days later at sundown on September the 27th, going into Monday, September the 28th. That is Yom Kippur or the day of atonement. And that is the day that is spoken of in these two verses that I just read, where we're not to do any work on that day. We're to afflict ourselves. It's a day of fasting. It's a day of repentance. And it is to basically make us ready to meet the king. Another way of looking at this is, this is a time for the bride to take a shower. This is a, br- a time for the bride to do an inner cleansing through repentance, the inner cleansing, through the washing of the word and by the power of the Holy Spirit. So these fall feasts are very important. And here they are in the scriptures. Um, At Yom Teruah, that's when they would do a shofar blast. And it was a call to the people to assemble and a call to the people to repent. Um, So... That's what I wanted to emphasize to give you those dates and to encourage you to observe these feast days as we approach them to prepare yourself. Many people will do what's called a mikvah or an immersion. It's different than, you know, when you do a water baptism after you get saved. A mikvah is something that you can do several times a year. It's something that the people of Israel would go into the pool of Siloam down in the lower level And they would mikvah or immerse, and then they would ascend the stone steps all the way up to the temple. It's it's to make yourself ritually clean, to come before the king clean, with clean hands and a pure heart. Now let's jump into Isaiah chapter 15, verse 5, where it is written, My heart cries out for Moab. His fugitives flee down to Zoar, to Eglath, Shelashiah. For the ascent of Luhith, they ascend with weeping. On the road to horonaim they raise a cry of anguish. So the Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. Having taunted Babylon, Assyria, and the Philistines, Isaiah now turns to Judah's southeastern neighbor, Moab, which is modern-day Jordan. As the previous prophecies describe, the upcoming destruction and desolation of Moab will be total. What is noteworthy, however, is the prophet's refusal to rejoice over Moab's downfall. Though Moab is one of Israel's ancient enemies, Isaiah cannot restrain himself from sympathizing over their plight. This is reminiscent of the verse in Proverbs twenty-four, seventeen: If your enemy fails, do not exult. If he trips, let your heart not rejoice. Let us now jump into Isaiah chapter 16, and in verse 5, it is written, And a throne shall be established in goodness in the tent of David, and on it shall sit in faithfulness a ruler devoted to justice and zealous for equity. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. In the time of King David, Moab paid tribute to Israel and Yehuda Second Samuel 8, 2. Isaiah foresees a time when the remnant of Moab that survives the calamities will once again send tribute to Judah and live with Israel in friendship and brotherhood. However, for that to happen, the king that sits on David's throne will have to be a worthy one who promotes justice for the poor and needy. Instead of delaying justice, he hastens to execute it quickly throughout Eretz Israel. So I'm going to add to that, this verse is actually a remez hint, hinting of Yeshua, the Messiah. He is of the line of David, and there is a time coming in the not-too-distant future when Yeshua will rule and reign for a thousand years from Mount Zion or from Jerusalem. So that this voice, this verse, is uh, pointing us to that time. Now let's jump forward into Isaiah chapter 17, verse 7, where it is written, In that day men shall turn to their Maker, their eyes shall look to the Holy One of Israel. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows, Isaiah prophesies about Damascus, the capital city of Aram. Once Israel's vicious enemy to the north, Aram had allied itself with Israel in a futile attempt to to stave off destruction at the hands of the invading Assyrians. Isaiah describes the totality of the destruction of both Aram and Israel, but then notes that a few of the Israelites are to be saved as a remnant made holy, awakened to return to God. This remnant appears in the time of King Josiah, about whom the Bible recounts that offerings of money were made for the temple service by men of Manasseh and Ephraim, and from all the remnants, of Israel, which the Leviim collected and brought to Jerusalem, 2 Chronicles 34, 9. Similarly, in the times of Messiah, the entire kingdom of Israel, the remnants of all ten of its lost tribes, will return to the Lord and their land. And finally, now let's take a look at Isaiah chapter 18 in verse 3 where it is written, Say this, All you who live in the world and inhabit the earth, when a flag is raised in the hills, take note. When a shofar is blown, give heed. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. The word nays in this verse means flag or banner, but the same word also means miracle. Just as a banner serves as a reminder to onlookers, a miracle is also meant to remind all inhabitants of the world that Hashem directs all events from behind the scenes. And with that, I'm going to sign off, and we will see you tomorrow, and have a very blessed day. The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers Chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you.